Welcome to another segment of the Politics and Brown Liquor Podcast, also known as the PBL Podcast. And once again, you can find us on all our media platforms with the handle, the PBL Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, uh, TikTok, if TikTok is still around. I'll get to that in just a moment. But again, the PBL Podcast. I'm going to take a shift from what we were just talking about, and I know it's a sudden shift. And also, I may let me address the audio may have changed a little bit because I'm now remote completing this podcast, actually down in Cocoa Beach. So, But we had some explosive information come out that I wanted to go over uh, just to have a conversation about. By now, most of you, if not all of you, have heard about the latest Jeffrey Epstein blow-up, the Jeffrey Epstein case Blow up. We've had some documents that have been unsealed, and uh, you know, to, to put it bluntly, it is damning. It's damning to President Bill Clinton, and it's damning to Alan Dershowitz. It's damning to uh, Prince Andrew. There are a lot of allegations in this that I want to kind of go over, break down a little bit, and give a caution. Because here, here's, and let me start with the caution. The caution comes from who the allegations are from. They're, the individual, the lady that um, has alleged this, uh, <clears throat> she alleges that she saw Bill Clinton at uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island. Uh, that she alleged that Bill Clinton was around two young females. And she alleged that Alan Dershowitz also uh, was around young females and went to Jeffrey Epstein's island and had sex with underage girls. So there's a lot of information coming out. But right now, here's the caution. It's one word against another word. So got to be very, very cautious to fall into this because, and here's why. In a lot of cases, we want it to be true. We want it to be true because we don't really like these people. We want the powerful to fall. Now, Bill Clinton's spokesperson has since come out and denied that he's ever been to Jeffrey Epstein's island, which I find absolutely fascinating for a couple of reasons. One, we know he's been on his plane. We have the flight logs. We don't know for a fact if he actually made it to the island, but when Bill Clinton makes denials, well, his credibility is not exactly... Uh, that well known, okay. I mean, the man is a serial liar. Remember the infamous "I did not have sex with that woman," Monica Lewinsky or Miss Lewinsky. Yeah. So Bill Clinton, we have a hard time buying what Bill Clinton is selling. Then we also have Bill Clinton with a picture of him and Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. There's a photo you can find it online, circulating where they're actually on the tarmac up the stairs um, of the plane at the door, looking back at the camera. So we have all of that. So these allegations made by this uh, individual, uh, <clears throat> you know, could they be true? Absolutely they could be true. But I would just caution everyone to just wait it out, read the information, and let this kind of play, play its course. Because if this is all true, there are some powerful people that are about to go down. And like a lot of you, I'd like to see that as well. If this is true, these allegations that Jeffrey Epstein was trafficking young girls, and I do believe those to be true, uh, 
If it is true that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was the madam trafficking these young girls, I believe that to be true. I want these people prosecuted. I want these people to be punished. If Bill Clinton, Alan Dershowitz, Prince Andrew were all part of this, as alleged, then they need to be punished as well. But we've got to let this play out. Now, if you go on Twitter, there's an account called Technofog. Technofog, hat tip to Technofog, a lot of information coming out of this person's Twitter account because they've taken the recently released court documents and kind of broke it down and put it in piecemeal, making it easy for everybody, and giving us some of the relevant parts. Uh, here's a tweet I'm looking at. Start with the allegations of minors being trafficked to Maxwell, Prince Andrew, and Alan Dershowitz. That's previously just a highlighted part. Epstein also sexually trafficked the then minor Jane Doe. This is the individual making the allegations, making her available for sex to politically connected and financially powerful people. The other highlighted part here is Prince Andrew, Duke of York, Prince Andrew, Miss Maxwell. Uh, Jean-Luc Brunel and Alan Dershowitz says that they've identified by name these individuals as having sexual relations with Jane Doe number three, the, the one making the allegations. Now, it just goes on and on and on and on. Like Here's another one. Um, says they were interviewing the individual and the question was which uh, I believe it was what time in France I was a believer around the same time that Nema Campbell had a birthday party. Here's the highlighted part question Where did you have sex with the owner of a large hotel chain in France around the time of Naomi Campbell's birthday party? Uh, the answer is in his own cabana townhouse thing. It was part of a hotel, but I wouldn't call it a hotel. Jeffrey was staying there, Ghislaine was staying there. Emmy was staying there. I was staying there. This other guy was staying there. I don't know his name. I was instructed by Ghislaine, or Ghislaine to go and give him an erotic massage. So if that's what this Epstein and Maxwell were doing, well, Epstein's dead. He can't be held accountable. He can only be held accountable by his maker. Maxwell needs to be held accountable. But what does she know? Now, there's more. Maxwell directed the minor to have sex with former MIT scientist Marvin Minsky at Epstein's Complex in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And here's the questioning. Where did, where, where were you? I'm reading this verbatim, by the way. Where were you and where was Miss Maxwell when she directed you to go have sex with Marvin Minsky? The answer, I believe it was the U.S. Virgin Islands, Jeff's, uh, sorry, Jeff's Epstein's Island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. This is damning stuff. I mean, there's so much in here from this account, Technofog. These are all unsealed uh, court documents from a case that was already in play. So this isn't something people are just making up. These are actual released court documents that this Twitter user, Technofog, has kind of broken down. Here's another relevant paragraph. Uh, <clears throat> this one, again, in relation to Epstein and Dershowitz. It's also on private plans in New York, New Mexico, and the Uses Virgin Islands. In addition to being a participant in the abuse of Jane Doe Number 3 and other minors, Dershowitz was an eyewitness to the sexual abuse of many other minors by Epstein and several of Epstein's co-conspirators. 
Dershowitz would later play a significant role in negotiating the MPA on Epstein's behalf. Indeed, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement that provided immunity from federal prosecution in the Southern District of Florida, not only to Epstein, but also to any potential co-conspirators of Epstein. Very important part. MPA at five. Thus, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement with a provision that provided protection from himself against criminal prosecution in Florida for sexually abusing Jane Doe number three. Because his broad immunity would have been controversial if disclosed, Dershowitz, along with the other members of Epstein's defense team, and the government tried to keep the immunity provision secret from all of Epstein's victim and the general public, even though such secrecy violated the Crime Victims' Rights Act. Wow. Wow. And then here's uh, relevant parts of Bill Clinton being on the island. Uh, <clears throat> again, they're interviewing Jane Doe number three. Uh, when you say you asked him, why is Bill Clinton here? Where was here? Uh, a victim on the island. <clears throat> Question. When you were present with Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton on the island, who else was there? Uh, this is the victim's answer. Ghislaine, Emmy, and there were two young girls that I could identify. I never really knew them. Well, anyways, it was just two young girls from New York. And then it goes on. Now, it, uh, it goes on to say that Bill Clinton was there. That Bill Clinton was staying in a villa on the island. This is just damning stuff. Now, there's also email exchanges that were released between Epstein and Ghislaine. And basically, where he is telling her to <clears throat> act normal. To, to not act like a criminal. To, to act as if, you know, not, you've done nothing because you've done nothing. Go to parties. Be seen. And, and, and the email goes on where Epstein even talks about how uh, he was talking with somebody high up in society saying that nobody believes this stuff to be true anyway. Wow. Just wow. So you've got Dershowitz coming out after this is all released. And again, I highly encourage you, if you're not on Twitter, I get it, but you can get on Twitter just to look at accounts. Look at Techno Fog. It's Techno Space Fog. And go read this stuff for yourself because it is damning. Now, and this is all released court records. This isn't what Techno Fog is making up or putting out. This is all released from court records. So you've got Dorsowitz coming out adamantly denying all this. He was on Tucker Carlson the other night, again, adamantly denying all of this. You've got Bill Clinton's spokesperson coming out denying he's ever been to Epstein's Island. So what do we know to be true? We don't. We don't know anything to be true. All we know is what we're reading here, an accusation from one of the victims that <clears throat> is claiming this is what happened to her. This is what she sees. So unless that could be uh, corroborated with other eyewitnesses, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall flat. However, I believe, and this is purely my opinion, here's what I believe is going to happen. Somebody is going to have to take a fall for this. Because I do believe that a lot of this happened. We know Epps, what Epstein was doing. I don't think there's a doubt in anyone's mind that he was a bad man. He was an evil man. We know that he was trafficking young girls. We know that Ghislaine Maxwell was the madam. 
and participated in trafficking young girls. We know she's now in prison. We know her life is most likely in danger. And we know there are powerful, powerful people that want this to go away. So here is what I predict is going to happen. This is just my prediction. I have nothing to back this up with. This is just from observing these world events, these political events, in the short time that I've been here on this planet. But this is what I think is going to happen. And that's crazy. But I believe Bill Clinton is not going to survive. And what I mean by that, when I say that I believe Bill Clinton is not going to survive, I believe Bill Clinton will soon pass away. And I don't believe he's, we're going to hear that he was killed by some, you know, dark forces. Maybe it'll be COVID. I don't know. But I believe Bill Clinton will soon pass. And with that, we will be mourning a president which will put everything else off the agenda. And I believe Prince Andrew will be the one that takes the fall and goes to prison. I'm, I'm probably way off. It's crazy to think that. But I believe something like this is going to happen. There has to be somebody to take a fall, some higher up, that'll be the one to distract everything else. Because there are other people involved in this. Powerful people. And they don't want their names out. And these people will never know who they are. They are more powerful than Prince Andrew. They're more powerful than former President Bill Clinton. And they need this to go away. And what better way for it all to go away than a nation, a world, mourning a beloved president. If you haven't seen Bill Clinton recently, he doesn't look good. He actually looks pretty bad. So, I know, crazy, crazy, crazy. Call it a conspiracy theory. Call it what you will. But... This is what I think is going to happen. I will gladly eat crow, which you may have heard some in the background as I walk around here at Cocoa Beach. Are there crows in Cocoa Beach? I don't know. But anyway, I'll gladly eat crow if I'm wrong. Gladly eat crow if I'm wrong. But that's what I believe is going to happen. Thank you for listening to uh, these kind of choppy episodes of the PBL podcast. Again, took the family down for a weekend at Cocoa Beach. So the recording quality is not as strong since we're doing this remote, but wanted to get some information out and finish the conversation. Started the other day on race relations, the BLM. Again, uh, my condolences to the Kane family. It's absolutely abhorrent what um, the left is doing online uh, in regards to Herman Kane's death, the, the just viciousness of the um, the, the God, it's just so hard to explain these just absolutely horrible human beings dancing on Herman Cain's grave, making accusations that they have no idea about. And when his family mourns the passing of their beloved father, grandfather, husband, and we mourn the passing of just a truly great man in Herman Cain. I just wanted to, again, give my condolences to Herman Cain and his family. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. 
So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. All right, welcome to this segment of the PBL podcast, TikTok. President Trump has come out this week and said that he might ban TikTok. He might use it, do it via an executive order or some other methods. Apparently, he was on his plane, Air Force One, went into the chambers where the reporters are and brought up the conversation about banning TikTok. And Mike Pompeo, our Secretary of State, also in past weeks, months, even for a while, a long time ago, actually said that they're looking into the possibility of banning TikTok. So there's nothing new that's been percolating. And the reason given is kind of uh, pretty light that, you know, for national security reasons. We don't know anything more than that. And what we do know is uh, Microsoft is in talks of potentially purchasing TikTok. So, you know, it, TikTok, um, based on number of users, estimated worth around $50 billion, could be $50 billion to $80 billion. So if Microsoft purchases TikTok then you know they've just got that large social media platform and it's it's a profit engine tiktok is there for profit it makes money it has made a lot of money for a lot of people tiktok claims that they are not using your data for any nefarious reasons they also claim that all us tiktok users data is housed on us servers they vehemently deny that the Chinese government is using data from TikTok for any kind of nefarious purpose, if you will. But it's been long, long, long rumored that TikTok is a Chinese company and the Chinese government uses that data. Somebody asked me one time, well, what would they use it for? Well, it's a good question. What would they use it for? And here's what the Chinese, if they are tapping into TikTok data. What the Chinese, they are a communist country. As such, they know that they can't just be honest in their governance because communism is about control. It's a command and control economy. In fact, until China uh, started allowing capitalism to seep into their economy, they were, they were falling and they were failing. They couldn't feed their people. That's why they've allowed capitalism to seep into their economy because the Chinese government, as a command and control government, with the size and population of the Chinese people, couldn't, they couldn't feed their people. People were starving. So they let capitalism seep in so people can earn a living, feed themselves. That's the beauty of capitalism. And it also underscores the problems and the evil that is communism. So what would the Chinese be doing with TikTok data anyway? Well, what they would be doing with it is looking for patterns in our society to use against us. You look at all the political rife we have in our country, and if you don't think that outside governments are using this to fragment us, to divide us, you haven't been paying attention. The Chinese government has their hand in a lot of this division in our country. 
you know, I, I don't believe that they have influenced elections. I don't believe Russia has influenced election. I absolutely don't believe that the Trump administration and Russia colluded. That's been pretty much debunked. But what I do believe is they use social media and the media to divide people, to, to wedge people. Now, if you follow TikTok, it's a fun app. I enjoy it. I, I'm on TikTok a lot. It's a fun app. It's easy to use. You can put together videos and all that kind of stuff. You know, primarily what most people think of TikTok, they think of the silly dancing videos. Yeah, it's, people have a lot of fun doing that stuff. So again, what value would the Chinese have in this? Well, <clears throat> they, were, they would basically use all that information to find where they can wedge, where they can spend resources to wedge us and divide us politically on our two-party system. But what's happening on TikTok is why I actually am on TikTok. There is a growing number of users on TikTok that are conservative and that are voicing a conservative message and really don't give a shit what people think. For years, the left has tried to shame the right into silence. They've, the left will dox a person who comes out as conservative. So people who are conservative, they just don't say anything. They just quiet their voices down. Well, TikTok, I've been seeing these voices rise up. People are just unashamed to say they are a conservative. If you don't like it, yeah, don't follow me. I'm not going to follow you. So this is where I believe the Chinese are nervous about what's going on in America because, yeah, chances are they are seeing this. doesn't take much to see it. There are a large number of people on TikTok with a conservative voice and are letting it out. Way more than I see on other social media platforms. You see it on Twitter. Don't get me wrong. There's a large conservative base on Twitter. Uh, Parler, which is new, leans more conservative as far as its users than um, probably any other social media platform. But the difference with TikTok is the youth. The youth are rising up. That's why I like TikTok. So I don't stand with President Trump on shutting down TikTok or banning TikTok in the USA unless that the government, our government, can show us something that proves it is a national security concern. I am not with President Trump on this. I do not believe that TikTok should be banned. If there are issues, then address those issues. But banning the platform altogether, it's not going to solve any issues. In fact, it may just hurt the president because he's got a lot of support on TikTok. Thank you for listening to this uh, one-off of the PBL podcast regarding TikTok. And if you are on TikTok, <laughs> well, be sure to follow me. I, I do a lot of TikToks, and again, I have a lot of fun with TikTok. And again, sorry for the background noise. I am actually remote in Cocoa Beach. They are not coming after me. That is not because of, well, maybe it is because of what I just said about TikTok. Nope, it's fading away. I am safe for now. So this is E signing out, the PBL podcast in Cocoa Beach. Going to go hang out at the beach.